Executive compensation, a long definition. Here we have an image illustrated and descri described by Nate Smold. Nate Schmold. Here we have an image that hopefully sums up executive compensation with straightforward flair and panache. On the left, a panel contains our top-hatted CEO with a massive smile and eyes squinting in euphoric glee while paper currency flutters down from the heavens all around them. On the right, a panel depicts an alternate universe, where the very same CEO slouches over with defeated grumpiness while a long noodle arm comes in from the left and jabs a freshly moistened finger into their ear. Wet willy indeed. Someone must not have had a very good year. Executive compensation is just the way that senior executives get paid for doing their jobs. Honestly, if this were like 50 years ago, we could have ended this definition after that first sentence. The thing is, executive compensation has really become a super big deal in the last bunch of years. The main reason why executive compensation is a big deal is that senior executives, especially in North America, get paid way more money than basically anyone else. And it's not because they work harder or better, they just have weird jobs with lots of authority and accountability. The gap between what senior executives get paid and what everyone else gets paid is huge and it gets bigger all the time. To a lot of people, that gap feels super unfair. Take two people who work just as hard and good as each other, except one of them makes $10 per hour and the other makes $1,000 per hour, and you can start to understand why some people might find executive compensation to be kind of provocative. Another reason why executive compensation is a big deal is that it can be obnoxiously complicated. Ground-up governance doesn't usually use judgmental words like obnoxiously, but in this case, it's pretty apt. Imagine that, as the CEO of Really Stylish, your board comes to you with the following proposal for how they'll pay you this year. Here we have a list of components of executive compensation that's presented as bullet points, so I'll use the word bullet when a new bullet starts. Bullet. $1,000 in cash just for existing. Bullet. Another $1,000 in cash if Really Stylish makes more money selling hats than at least 75% of all other hat selling companies over the next year, but $500 if you make more money than 60% of those companies. A decent egg salad sandwich if you make less money than all of them but don't lose any money. An offensively ugly pair of shoes if you lose money. Bullet. Another $1,000 in cash if the really stylish share price goes up at least 5% more than the average share price of a list of 10 other fashion companies, but $0 and a wet willy if the share price goes down. Bullet. $2,000 worth of really stylish shares if you successfully launch all of Yeah Rodrigo oil in 400 stores this year, except you only get the stock if you win a go-kart race against your brother in exactly 5.34 years. If you launch in fewer than 400 stores but more than 100, then you get $50 in stock as long as you remember to wear green pants to September 24th from now. Otherwise, wet willy. Bullet. Two tickets to roller derby if you remember to give Janice a card for her sixth wedding anniversary. Bullet. And 20 additional things like that, only even stupider. Why is executive compensation so complicated, though? The full answer is too long and boring for ground-up governance. The short answer is that lots of different stakeholders, including shareholders, can be affected by the stuff that executives do. 
For instance, if executives do things that make the share price go up, then shareholders are happy. So shareholders sometimes make it really clear to boards that they think executives should be paid at least partly based on whether the share price goes up or not. Now, imagine that different shareholders want different things at different times, and other stakeholders want still more other stuff at other times, and, well, here we are. 